listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy, Australia's number one weekly podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies, here to bring an independent voice to truckies right round Australia. On The Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. And Queensland Rail, committed to improving safety through engineering, innovation and education. Go to www.qr.com.au. G'day and thanks for joining us for our second birthday celebrations. Yep, it's been two years since Mike said, hey, you know what we should do? And episode one of On The Road became a reality. It's 105 episodes later and in another big show, Mike continues with the second part of his Taking It To The Street special from Alice Springs. This week, he not only catches up with some of the crews from the wacky vehicles heading off for the Variety Club bash, he gets snogged by Miss Piggy and almost beaten up by Kermit the Frog. We catch up with the wonderful Felicity Urquhart and Josh Cunningham to debut their new single. We welcome aboard a new valued sponsor to the team, bring you all the latest from the newsroom plus our regular That's What You Think and Something To Talk About segments. And to finish up, Aussie singer-songwriter Riley Catherall eases us out of the show with his great new single. Now the birthday cake ain't gonna eat itself, so... Let's get this show on the road! Yes, get over there! G'day, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24 7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address, bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. While I was having tea at Uncle's Tavern in Alice Springs on Friday night, I met a couple of people who were (laughs) a little bit out there. And I love to talk to people that are a little bit out there, I really do. Anyway, it turns out that the Variety Club bash was going to kick off from the town hall on Saturday morning. And I said, well, I will wander down there and I will have a look and I will meet a few of these people. And I did. I'll tell you what, completely over the top, what a magic group of people they were raising money for kids did a bit of taking it to the streets while i was there with them how could you not and had a bit of a chat to a few of the people with the cars and the organizer and things like that so i know it's not really trucking but it is on the road and the variety club bash is just a wonderful 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 thing in my opinion raising money for the kids it's right up there with the bike rides and the convoy for kids these people do a wonderful job they spend a year raising money and they go out and have fun and let it all hang out. The costumes were awesome. The people were awesome. Taking it to the streets, Variety Club bash style, Alice Springs, here it comes. Someone doing a siren. 
The boy keep that down for a minute. They're doing an interview over here. No, no, give it to it. Oh, give it to it. Give it to it. <laughs> Don't cry, little boy. He didn't mean it. <laughs> I'll pay a fine on that one. Oh, dear, dear. Bye, mate. Far away. We're down here in the middle of Alice Springs, the town hall, and I've been drawn away from the truck museum to come and see a heap of old cars. That look like they're about to go and go for a little bit of a drive out the bush and raise some money, mate. Watch, uh, tell me this. I've got the event organised with me. Yeah, yep. so, so my name's Pete, but for the best purposes, today I'm Goose. You're Goose, eh? Hey? Yeah, Goose. And by, fr- by Saturday next week, I'll be Gooster. <laughs> You'll be Gooster. Mate, so yeah, this is the Northern Territory Variety Club Bash. Yes. We do this every year. It's a fundraiser specifically for disadvantaged children of the NT. Yes. Although we do very much spill over into WA, South Australia and Queensland. Mm. But this is our 30th anniversary, mate. So welcome for coming along. 30, mate. 30 years. I knew all about it when I came over here. Yep. That's a lie. It is. So so it is a lot of years. We've got some that have bashed well into the 20s of that. Yeah. But so far... Over the 30 years, we estimate, well, we actually know, there's probably been around about the $6 million being put back in by variety sponsors, supporters and fundraisers into Kids of the NT. And this year, they've raised $401,000 themselves. That's a lot of money to raise, isn't it? It is, mate. And it all goes into kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I love most about the bash? What's that, sir? Mate, it's the people come out, they have a bit of fun, they get some of these old cars out, have a bit of a go, they get dressed up in the costumes... And they get right into it and just have a good time. Well, I can tell you, mate, in this group, we have millionaires. Yep. And we have people that are retired. Yep. And we have people between jobs. Yeah. They are all one here. There's yep. no level or pecking order. They yep. all got to listen to me, obviously. <laughs> but, mate, you're dead right. The old cars, old people, young people, we've got 27 what we call bash virgins this year. Bash virgins. So bash virgins are first-time bashers. Yep. So that's a third of our run this year will be virgins. Wow. And what we're really hoping there is is that they love it that much that they too go and buy an old car and put a team into their own. I see you've got a tow truck over there. I reckon that might get some use. Well, we don't sort of <laughs> rely on him very much because as far as drivers, they're good. Yep. As far as tow truck operators, they're bad. But we do have with us, as you can see, support crew here. Oh, I see the support Mechanics. Crew. Trailers, yeah. you name it, and yeah. we've even got St John's Ambulance come along and uh, make sure that we all come out the other end. That's a great thing too. So is there any sort of a race? Is there a points for winning or is no, it just... No, well, there's no points for... It's definitely not a race, yeah. and we promote that this is not a race. This is more of yeah. a jaunt. Now, we've raised all the money, mm-hmm. so this is really coming together of all those teams yep. that raise the money and just celebrate. This all comes out of our own pocket. Yep. So none of the money that sponsors or donors give us yep. is spent in this week. Right-o. It's all variety. This all comes out of our own pockets. It's definitely not a race. Yep. It's a jaunt up the height or wherever we're going. Yeah. But the critical thing is, like everyone else, we are a road user. Yeah, that's right. We're under the same rules and regulations. Sober drivers, everybody is given a sober driver badge, and everybody, every team must present that as their sober driver for the day. Right. So I'm looking at the witch's car over there. Do you reckon that's going to hold up? You're on a bit of dirt, aren't you? No, well, that witch's car now, this is probably its 12th or 13th bash. Is it? Yeah, always had the canopy on it. Right, eh? Never a problem. Although, I, as you get an adult listening subscription? Yeah. Well, the only thing that's ever shaken off that is the knickers on that dummy up the top, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's about the only thing. Oh, I tell you what, that doesn't surprise me either. 
And I, I think you being in the motoring industry, we, you know. Yeah. Mate, you've only got to look here. Yep. For you to go out these days and buy a HR wagon yep. in the condition of that. Yeah. Or a Volkswagen. Yep, in the condition of that one. Or the... HQ uh, there. Yep. You know, we've got a Ford Fairlane hearse up there. Yep. Mate, these cars are all oh, worth... Well, I'm looking around. There's a statesman here. There's, yep. a, a, there's a Benz there. Yep. There's an old Commodore. What's it? A VB? VC by yes, the look of it? Yeah, something like that, mate. I tell you, I'm like a kid looking back in history. You're looking at these Well, mate, you've got to get around with this thing yeah. and just talk to the ones you want to have a talk to. Tell yeah. them who you are. Tell yeah. them you've spoken to me. Yeah. Uh, and, mate, yeah, love to. And that'll make it all right, will I? Yeah. Good on you. Yeah, mate. Lovely to have but you if, on the and show. And if, if they deny you... Yep. Come and see me and they will get, You'll get a, a, a suitable fine tonight. They'll get a suitable fine tonight. Yeah. Love your work. Mate, love you. Good luck with it all. Best with the National Transport Hall of Fame. I used to be the tourism development officer here. Oh, right. Or general manager of what's called Tourism Central Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Big day out there today. A lot of inductees at the Hall of Fame. Yes, yeah, fantastic, it's mate. An awesome place. It's yeah, I've got a few mates in there. Yep. Yeah. Right, I will take care. Good luck to everyone. Mate, we we'll will uh, pass on your sentiments. Yep. Go and have a wander. I oh, will, thanks. See ya. Thank you. Righto, girls. Mark, Deb, he'd like to do a bit of an interview with us. Oh, yeah. true. Okay. It's not often I find virgin dragons. <laughs> I'll tell you. No, they've usually been around the block a few times. <laughs> no, you don't know what I party like. <laughs> so, you guys are about to uh, have a bit of a say on On The Road podcast. It's the number one trucking podcast in Australia. My name's Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? <laughs> your name? Dominica, Dom. Dom. Flaming Dom. Flaming Dom, yours? Flaming Deb and Flaming Dragonball. <laughs> dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I'm, His name's Mark, so, yeah, you know. so it doesn't fit in with I'm, the D's. I'm willing to bet that's not your legally registered <laughs> no, name. We were going to go with Triple D, but... <laughs> So you're virgin bashers. We are. So yeah. this is your first bash? Yeah. You excited? Oh, oh we are. Very I've been counting yeah. the sleeps. You keep yep. counting the sleeps? Yep. yep. So where do you live? Kadena on the York Peninsula. Kadena. Um, Moonton Bay. In right. South, yeah, South, South Australia. South Australia. Do I know where Kadena is, Yeah. Yeah, Kadena as well. I'm yep. married to Dom. So. You're married to Dom? Yeah. Yep. Are you sure? Is he? Yeah, today. Uh, which is why. <laughs> Ask me at the end. So, <laughs> PG one? Do we have to be? No, you don't have to be PG. Okay, which is why his balls are flaming. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought I'd better check first. So this car, tell me about this car. It's an XC Fairmont, you said. Oh, it's an NC. Jesus, NC. Man, don't you know your cars? Well, I, I used to. Oh. I never had it. I could never afford anything like this. Is a no. bit it's flash. It's got a velvet um, interior and electric windows. Yeah, so it's very yeah. posh. XC would be similar, yeah, but it's because it's the well, Fairlane. It's an X- inline six. Inline six, it's got the beer pal label, you got a few sponsors and things like that. Bit of a roof rack on it. Yep, yep. UHF. Yep. Do you reckon it's gonna make it? It looks a bit flash. Yeah, it's gonna make it. We spent yeah, spent the money on the running gear and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, next year we're gonna tart it up and yep. make it, but yep. it was all about getting up and getting back because it's almost 7,000 k's that it'll do. So. Yeah, so you're going to have another crack next year. You reckon you're already not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. the costumes yeah, yeah. for next year. Yeah, so we've done well, that. That's my job. I'm planning the costumes yeah. for next yeah. year already. This is our art director here, <laughs> yeah. Dom, yeah. Dom, the art director. <laughs> well, where did you get all the plastic dragons from? An online costume shop. Oh, An online. I was going to say, Dom, Dom the... handmade every single one of those. <laughs> the paper mache <laughs> painted them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. Took her 68 hours of <laughs> 68 sitting at the kitchen of... bench, paper macheing. Yeah. <laughs> I can see I can see the split fingernails. Look, good luck to you all. Awesome. You Hope Thank you, you have a great time. We will. And uh, enjoy the bash. Thank you for your Absolutely. interest. Yeah. Oh, no, no worries. Thank Thanks. Thanks, Mike.
Right, oh, look, I'm standing beside, what is it he said? It was a ZK Fairlane. It is a ZK, yes. ZK Fairlane, and it's a, what, an 80s model one? 82. An 82 model. Rust in all the usual places I see. No, no rust. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stretched limo. Yeah. I know that you can't see this because it's a, like an audio podcast, but this thing is incredible. It's the NT Variety Bash Muppets car. <laughs> These people are all dressed up like Muppets, so I've got Miss Piggy. Now, I was having a bit of a snog with Miss Piggy before because <laughs> we all know what... <laughs> <laughs> we all know. Cammy's just gone off his dial. <laughs> Hands going in the air. Sorry, Cammy. I'm getting the evil eye from Cammy now. Miss Piggy, what's going on? What are you doing out here bashing in the territory? Ah, oh, look, we're out here doing it for the kids. Love raising money. Just love seeing the kids having a good time. We get together, we work hard. This yep. is a 30-year anniversary of yep. the Variety Bash in the NT. Yep. And we've raised an incredible over $400,000 this year. I'm oh, sorry. I know. He's, 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 he's a little... He... Stop it. Take him disciplining quickly. Ah! <laughs> 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 but as you can see, we're all a big family and yep. uh, there's lots of passion involved. And this is this passion, not passion, passion. Passion. <laughs> He's fixated, isn't he? <laughs> well, you know, yeah. he can't help himself. I can't turn this off. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so in, the bash, in the bash crew, we've got Elmo. Yep. And he's been running around just trying to tickle people because he's sick of getting tickled himself. You've got the cookie monster who's not sharing the cookies, I noticed. No, he likes cookies. He likes cookies? Okay. And, uh, of course, Kermie here is totally obsessed with you and judgment is quite questionable. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good fun. It's all good fun. It's all great fun. Well, all I've got to say to you is what a great turnout, what a great-looking car, and have a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Right. You're welcome. Can I have a cookie? No. No. <laughs> you never bite. No, I don't want to bite your cookie. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. Right, I'm still walking around these bash cars and I've found some fellas in some more suits. What's the suit, mate? Uh, it's a Cookie Monster onesie. A Cookie Monster onesie. You bash guys just can't be serious for five seconds, can you? Well, we're very serious. We want to stay warm. That's the only reason we're wearing them. It's got nothing to do with the car. It's just simply to stay warm. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It was cold up here last night, wasn't it? Yeah, we're out camping. Yeah. So this car that you've got here, would you like to tell the listeners about the car? Yeah, it's a 1960 Falcon. 
It first competed in the first bash 30 years ago. Yep. We've been bashing it for the last four years, and it's back to do the 30th anniversary bash. I'll tell you what, it's an incredible-looking bit of machinery. You reckon she's going to make it around this time? Yeah, we're pretty confident in it, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. Being, being 62 got, years old, but it's driven all the way from Catherine this week. So Yeah, she looks like she's not a bad bit of gear, mate. She's got some good rubber on it, and uh, you've got a trailer there. What's the story with the trailer, mate? You've got an old IBC there. You're yeah. doing with all this. So we decided we might as well fundraise while we're going along. So Why we're collecting not? all the recyclables, putting them in there, and then we'll cash them in when we get back. Yep. Hopefully we'll fill it up. So you've got the swags there. You plan on doing a little bit more camping, obviously. Yeah, we swag most nights. And do you look as though you've collected a few bones along the way? Uh, yes, well, we're the numb skulls, so we thought some bones to go with it would be appropriate. Yep. And uh, you've got the fridge there in the back seat. So all three of you travel in the car along the way at the same time? Yep. And we've got some witches and things painted on the car. You, 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 you try to be scary, but you're wearing bloody <laughs> cookie monster onesies. I, I don't get it. You mean, you mean we don't scare you? <laughs> no, you scare me all right. <laughs> I'm looking around here, mate, and I tell you what, I wonder about the stability of some people. Well, there's a bloody Ghostbuster over there, for God's sake. Yeah, you need Ghostbusters. You, you need never know ghost. where you come across You ghosts. never know. Well, there's witches over there, Ghostbusters over here. Cowgirls. There's some cowgirls. There's a bloody hearse, for God's sake. Lightning McQueen there for the yeah. kids. Lightning McQueen. Muppets over here. It's going to be a great time. I hope you guys have a lot of fun. We will And be. raise a lot of money. Thanks very much for what you're doing. Keep it safe out in the roads. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good Good see you out Thank there. Thank you. All right, we're at the Bash Heroes. We're still walking around. Sorry, you're going to do something, were you? No, no, I'm just... Um, these guys were at the same motel as we were at. Well, oh, yes. Yeah. There we go. How are you doing? Putting the note on the window. Nice. Oh, cool. That's cool. <laughs> They're the ones that were making all the noise last night. Oh, was that them? <laughs> no. They set the damn fire alarm off. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> Come over here, Scarlett. We need you to talk as well. Oh, man. And everyone else. Everyone else has go. got to have a turn. Oh, look at that. Oh, no, thanks. Just oh. freshly cooked there out of the oven 10 minutes ago. Yeah. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> freshly cooked. I have to have the one. The thicker oh. loves her food. Yeah. <laughs> she she eats food all the time. I can't do that. I'm about to do an interview. Is that your car? Yes. Can you just give me a minute there beside your car sure. in a minute as soon as I finish with these sure. guys? you just give me a cooey. I'll go cooey! I'm ready when you are. Oh, <laughs> I love it when a woman says that to me. I'm the thicker son. Now you know how twisted I really am. We're standing here beside the superhero car. I've got all the superheroes. We've got Captain America, we've got Thor, we've got Spider-Man, and we've got the lovely Scarlet. Well, I've got to call you Scarlet. I really do. Red hair, the whole thing, the, the leather suit. I've gone nuts. Andy, save me, buddy. You're probably going to have to get the horn out because I'm going to make a damn fool of myself, all right? You're in the bash. You're not bash virgins, obviously. No, these three are. These three are? Yeah. This is my sixth. Your sixth? So you're taking out a bunch of newbies, oh, are you? Taking, oh, I've got a car full of virgins. <laughs> Half your luck. Hey. Half your luck. So you managed to get them all into a bloody costume mm-hmm. and yep. come out here to have a bit of fun, mate. The car, where's the car? Tell me about the car. Right, the car, it started its life as Studio 54. Righto. And then we thought, no, kids don't know what Studio 54 is all about, so yep. we uh, changed it to the Marvel superheroes. Why wouldn't you? Mm. And it's just been a hit ever since. It's a uh, 77 Chevy Caprice. Yep. Got a 350 Chev under the motor there, Ooh. and it just rumbles along. Sure it does. I reckon <clears throat> I heard it driving around earlier today. Mm. No, it goes well. <laughs> that goes well. 
And they're all suspension done up, so for when we go off-road, yep. we've got the bigger tyres on there. Yep. We've got the Trans Am mags on there. I see that. They yeah. look pretty good. Yeah, no, she goes well, and the inside's all done up, as you saw before. Yeah, I did. Yep. Yep. All the superhero things all over the inside, but all the characters, what yeah. a car. So you're obviously raising money for the kids, as you say. This is not your first rodeo. No. The boss over there is calling you into action. I suppose I'd better let you go. Good on you. All right. Lovely take to care. You. Lovely time. to meet you all. Lovely to meet you too, Scarlett. <laughs> I will take that with me. Thank you. I'm, I'm a changed man. <laughs> Thanks for having a sense of you, no mate. Worries. No worries. No, take care. <laughs> I'm still walking around these bash cars. I found car number 65, the Vicar of Dibley's car. And I found the Vicar of Dibley. And if you've ever seen the show, the two characters driving this car are doppelgangers for the two characters in the show. I'm trying hard to be serious, boys and girls. I really am trying hard to be serious. But it's very bloody hard when you're looking at the Vicar and she's telling me to be a good boy. Bless you, my son, bless you. Thank you so much, you've saved me. I was lost for words there, and as my listeners know, that's usually not the case. You're out here bashing in the Northern Territory, raising some money for the kids. How the hell did you ever get involved in bashing? Actually, the Cornell family in Darwin in the top end have been involved for well over 20 years. Yep. Started with my husband initially, Porky, yeah. and him and Crackers were the Today's Truckies. Oh, right, eh? And they did that for 10 years as the Today's Truckies, and uh, many times with some of the highest fundraisers. So in the last few years, I'm having my turn as going along with my best friend, Alice, who's Alice Tinkle from the Vicar of Dibley. Yes. And we're having an amazing time. We've just served freshly cooked scones for morning tea and we're about to start our track from the McDonnell Ranges up to Darwin to Mindel Beach. I'll tell you what, it's an incredible thing. You guys are going to drive this old Valiant? Yes. It's a beautiful car and she purrs along like a dream. Once again, being born and raised in the trucking industry and marrying a truckie, we uh, have no trouble in getting our car maintained. (laughs) It's incredible. I saw this car parked at the motel last night. Were you responsible for the fire alarm incident last night? Were you burning the incense or something like that? Was that you? Well, absolutely. I think our um, bash chair rang the hotel and he dobbed us in and said that we were smoking in our room, which was (laughs) untrue, of course. (laughs) Of course. Lies, lies, lies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I trust you'll take him to task later on. Absolutely. We'll get him back. Right. So you're going to be heading off, raising some money. Please drive safely out there. We will drive safely. No and cigarette butts out the window. No. The country is very dry at the moment, yep, so we're is. very aware of that. Fundraising for the kids is the always the first, second and third reason why we're doing it. Yep. There's some amazing people that do this from the support, the bashers, the sponsors just the madness the madness and and it's 51 weeks of us working hard to raise the funds and it's one week for us to turn into a kid (laughs) i reckon it's incredible yes congratulations on your beautiful car yes thank you very much thank you thank you Right, uh, just about finished down here at the bash, and I have been presented with the highest fundraisers. How much did you Beach Boys raise? So, our net worth that we raised, we got $75,655. Wow. Our total raised $84,655. Yep. We donated 9000 to a couple of other cars to help them get over the line so they could get here as well. Awesome. Great work. That's what it's all about in the teamwork, really. That's what it's all about. It's about getting everyone here. The more people, the bigger it is, the more awareness that we can raise, the more fun we can have. Yep. You know, 51 weeks, as Pratty says, we spend raising money and then one week we're the kids. Yep. 
So. Well, I'll tell you what, you look like a bunch of kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, there's some pretty loud clothes you've got on, mate. Yeah. I mean, I'm out there, mate, but you'd, you'd do me, fair dinkum. <laughs> so this car that you've got over here, tell us about the car. Ah, uh, she's an old WB, Stato. So Paddy had the car for a few years. I bought it off him this year. Yeah. And it's, got, it's won the top hat three years in a row now. Right. So we've got 20, 21, 22. Yep. Um, 200,000 in three years. Yeah. 200,000 in three years. Um, yeah, it's about having fun at the moment for us. But She's a pretty cool-looking old car. She painted up like the surf and safari, some boards on the roof. You've got the baby on board on top. That cracked me up. Got a bull bar on it, a bloke riding a wave. I need one of those for the bonnet of my Kenworth, you know. <laughs> I really do. One. You do? I've got it not here, but at home. Yeah. Have you? Juicy card and I'll send you one. Mate, I'll tell you what, I'll buy it off you. Donation, yeah. all right? Solid gold. Are they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one was too. Till... <laughs> It was when it first went on there and got in the sun. Ah, oh, okay, so he's a little bit faded with use. Yes, yes, yes. I'll tell you what, guys, it's a fantastic looking car. Congratulations on being the uh, the top hat for the bash. Cheers, mate. Drive safely out there. Yep. And we hope to see you again down the track somewhere. Awesome, thank Thanks you, mate. Thanks very much. No worries at all, mate. Good on you. Got you go. Mate, we're coming up that level crossing we were talking about before. Looks like we're going to be stopping. Roger that. Look at the size of that thing. They tell me they take about two k's to stop. That's like 20 times the length of the MCG. Would want to be playing chicken with that. Yeah, copy that. They can't exactly swerve either, can they? They're stuck to the track, mate. <laughs> it's not that hard to wait till it's safe to cross and make sure the road's clear on the other side. Yeah, not like that bloke last week who forgot about the length of his trailer. Yeah, I heard about that one. It's not really funny, though, when you think about it. Poor old train driver. Probably been having nightmares ever since. Yeah, I reckon. We're all in the same boat, really, mate. Everyone just wants to get home safe at the end of the day. Yeah, not wrong on that one. There goes the last carriage. Looks like we're safe to head off now. Thanks, Mike. Long way to go. After you, old mate. This is a message from Queensland Rail reminding us that it's important to stay alert and obey any signs and signals when approaching level crossings to help keep you and everyone else safe. For more information, go to www.qr.com.au. Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to On the Road podcasts every week on the Australian Big Rigs Road Show. And when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there, and in the meantime, take care of you. We had the pleasure of catching up with two of the biggest names in Australian country music a while back, marking the release of their new album at the time called The Song Club. There's been a lot of water under the bridge since then and they've just released a brand new foot-stomping good time single which we'll play for you shortly. Beyond being highly respected by all their fans and their peers in the music industry, they are two of the nicest folk you could ever hope to meet. So let's roll out this encore and welcome back to the show, Felicity Urquhart and Josh Cunningham. Felicity and Josh, welcome back to On The Road. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks, Andy. Good to be with you again. Well, it's great to catch up another chat. It's been a while since we last caught up from memory. It was the release of the Song Club album. 
Yes, it was. And we appreciate all the support you've given us. And we're excited to say we headed back in the studio and recorded another tune. And we think there might even be more to come. Oh, brilliant. Speaking of the Song Club, how's the album been going for you? Oh, it's gone really great, actually. We were nominated for a few different things, an ARIA Award, four golden guitars. Oh, is that all? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were very proud to say we were nominated, but we actually picked up an award not so long ago, and that was the AIR Awards, the Australian Independent Releases, and we got Best Country Album. Brilliant. So that was a real buzz, but, you know, awards and nominations aside, the album's been going great just because we've been playing those songs to people, and they've been loving it, so it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of the new single, Bog Swamp, it's just dropped, and it's a great song. What's the story behind the song, mate? We're going to look at, to Josh for that. Yeah, so you knew that, didn't you? You could tell, Andy. It was Josh's hand all over it. Oh, all over it, yes. Well, I'd been on tour with the Waifs a couple of years ago yep. and was over in Western Australia, and I decided to drive across, and I took my dog with me. And on the way home, we just took our time and spent a lot of time camping out. And one particular night, out under the Kimberley Stars, Somewhere between Halls Creek and Kununurra, we stopped for the night and lit a campfire and just soaked in the beauty of the situation that we're in. And, you know, it's very hard not to feel inspired in a setting like that. Absolutely. Going through a few challenges. Yeah. And getting out amongst nature and getting away from it all was really a healing, healthy space to be in. So the song is kind of about moving forward from the different challenges that beset you in life and getting back on the trail again. Oh, and isn't that the way to do it too? Oh, it certainly is. Now, you've put together a great video for Bog Swamp, and you guys both look wonderful in it, but the real star clearly is Wilson, the Jack Russell. (laughs) Yes, clearly the star is the family dog. Yeah. Now, (laughs) is Wilson now insisting on his own trailer and dressing rooms? You took the words right out of my mouth. He's sitting here on the couch, mind you. He's stepped up in the world. And I think he knows there's been a bit of fuss created about it. He's looking up going, you're talking about me again. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we are. Am I on the radio again? (laughs) Exactly. So uh, it was really great. Duncan was most impressed, who was our director and editor and cinema. What is his? Videographer. Videographer, sorry, that's the word. And a good mate. And Dunk was just so impressed. He's like, I can't believe it. He's such a good fella. He's a natural, yeah. Yeah, natural indeed. So what's he have on his rider? (laughs) Well, there was a massive bone that was kind of about as long as his body. He didn't demand it, but we thought we might need something to just distract him from any any unwanted diversions that came our way. There were some sheep there, and he kind of went chasing them at one instant, and then I ran off after him and got him back. But unfortunately, Duncan Orfliss, neither of them got any footage or photos of it. It would have actually made its way into the clip, I'm sure, if Duncan had filmed me running off after the dog, running after the sheep. Yeah, I was like, quick, don't have the sheep. It would have been perfect, yeah. Well, I can relate. We've got a couple of studio dogs here, Billy and Eddie. Now, Eddie's a pup. He's just come into the scene. He's learning his trade. But Billy is a very lively Jack Russell. Oh, there And he's <laughs> definitely the boss around here. Yeah. There's a lot of Jack Russell owners and lovers out there we've discovered. And it really is a conversation starter at gigs now. After we've played, people want to talk about their pooches and just the love of animals. And it really is an icebreaker. Yeah. And you cannot not love a Jack Russell, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, there are many that don't, but um, they're kind of like the mischievous little boy that is very naughty, but you can't help but love him anyway. <laughs> Adorable, yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, in Bog Swamp, there's a heck of a lot of lyrics in the song. They, they come at you at a pretty great rate of knots. Do either of you ever get tongue-tied when you're performing the song live? Yes, oh, 100%. I absolutely do, and I watch Josh's mouth spitting those words out so I can be on at the same time as him. So it was quite a challenge learning the tune, but... 
as soon as he played it to me, I just thought that's a really awesome song with a classic feel to it and just wanted to sink my teeth into it. And we'd been playing it in the live set for some time mm. and Josh hadn't given it a title. And I said, what's the song actually called? And I haven't decided yet. So I kept putting Bog Swamp down as the working title because you've got to know what's up next on the set. Mm. And anyway, it's stuck. But there are a heck of a lot of lyrics and I'm really wanting to throw it out to the audience to say, all right, join in now. Yeah. <laughs> Help me out. It's a ripper. Now, I believe you guys have been pretty busy since the release of the Song Club. What have you been up to? Well, we've, lately, it's been good this year. We've been able to be busy again. But, you know, mm. as we all know, we went through a fair bit of time where no one could be busy at all, at least not out and about away from their own four walls. Or you could be busy at home, yeah. Yeah, but we've been out on the road playing a lot of gigs and appearing at a few festivals. A few firsts for me. I was at the Gimpy Muster for the first time just recently and okay. got a few more similar kind of events that are coming up that I'll be a first-timer at. But Danella Quinn the Denny, yeah, the Denny Ute, Ute, Muster. Ute Muster. Well, I was going to ask you about the Denny Ute Muster. We were talking with Jason from Darlinghurst last week and he was saying how much fun the festival was out there at Danella Quinn. What a hoot that's going to be. Oh, well, it'll be a first for Josh. I've been there a few times uh, many years ago, but yep. it's going to be uh, quite an experience, I think. We, how have we tried to describe it to you as a cultural... Uh, a rich cultural experience. experience. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's not quite the way he put it. <laughs> the word fun and endless fun and sleepless nights all came up, yeah. That's, well, that'll oh, yeah. be good too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dial all that in as well to the mix. So um, it's just great that, you know, all these fans are coming out to gigs again and yeah. there's a real community sense and love and we're all just back doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, life is as it should be. God's in his heaven and so it goes on. Yeah. Fantastic. Look, once again, where can our listeners go online to find out all the latest on what you're getting up to and, and where they can go and watch a live show? Well, probably our website's a, a good starting point, um, joshcunningham.com or felicityurkut.com. Mm. And from there, you can see tour dates, you can buy tickets to shows, you can buy you know, hats. The, the album, records, <laughs> hats. CDs, hats. <laughs> and then our social media information is on there as well. So right. those websites are a good place to start. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, Felicity and Josh, it's been great catching up with you again. We won't leave it quite so long next time. Absolutely. And thanks so much, Andy, for all that you do. We love the sound of your voice. Oh, thank you. I'm available for backup vocals anytime. <laughs> it's time we had a listen to your new single. Would you be so kind as to introduce it for us, please? You are listening to Felicity Urquhart and Josh Cunningham. And this is our new single, Bog, Bog Swamp. Swamp. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Keep it safe out there. You too. Take care, Andy. Thanks, thanks Andy. I can see the distant high beams of a road train on the track But it's so far away that I don't hear a sound Just the crackling of the twigs upon the coals of my campfire My little dog and me and no one else around Just shy of Weed Creek we stopped and set up for the night Made a fire of coals beside a boab tree The rusty ridge behind was glowing in the final rays of light As I baked some spuds and brewed a part of tea on the track, on the track, on the trail Reaching like a hobo when he hears that whistle well On the trail, on the trail, on the track Driven like a bullock with a stock upon his back Been waylaid, unpaid, mislaid, forbade, betrayed, dismayed, delayed, derailed, blackmailed, curtailed, female Stuck in a box from cock, my quicksand, pin down, barbed, fat, bush, fatties I once or twice, I might have even failed now I'm on the track, I'm on the trail 
later on the songs were hitching to the smoke as it was drifting rising high to the heavens up above the gift of gratitude and wonder for the spell that i was under made me serenade this country that i love on the track on the track on the train i'm itching like a hobo when he hears that whistle away on the trail on the trail on the track Driven like a bullet with a stock upon his back. I've been way late and paid me straight for baby trade. Just made delay, derailed black male, curtailed female, stuck in a box, swamp cork, my quicksand, pin the band, my wife, flat tire, bush fighties. I once or twice, I might have even fade. Now I'm on the track, I'm on the train. Slips right through your grasp. You could touch it in a song or a poem or a yarn, but you'll never catch it in a photograph. When it gets its hooks into you, you'll be singing hallelujah underneath the sky, diamonds deep and wide. When the sun breaks the horizon, it could feel like a baptizing as you watch it wander by a riverside. On the track, on the track, on the train. Itching like a hobo when he hears that whistle wail On the trail, on the trail, on the track Driven like a bullet with the stalk upon his back I mean, way late, unpaid, mislaid, forbade, betrayed, dismayed, delayed, derailed Blackmail, curtailed, female, stuck in a box, won't cook my boots and pin down My wife, like top, wish five days, I once or twice, I might have even failed Still maybe time or two I face Now I'm on the track, I'm on the trail G'day everyone This is Gordon, your favorite Canadian refugee trucker living in America Where, whilst hauling logs around the far northern reaches of Appalachia I enjoy the On the Road podcast with Mike and Andy keep it up with the news and history and everything that's good about trucking and the land down under what a great show thanks a bunch something to talk about is proudly brought to you by only trucks and credit one buying your next truck has never been so easy go to onlytrucks.com.au. First up this week, as you would have now heard, we have a brand new sponsor for our Something to Talk About segment, and we want to say a big thank you to Only Trucks and Credit One as they join us as part of the On The Road family from this week's show. Welcome aboard, guys. It's great to have you with us. The Something to Talk About segment is something that Mike and I instituted right at the beginning a couple of years ago as we wanted to have a forum where we could generate conversations. 
Those kind of conversations you'd have while you're standing around with your mates having a chat about what's important to all of us who work in this great industry. We'd love to have our listeners participate in this segment a little more to present your views and opinions, because God knows you hear enough of ours. We'd like to know what you think, so why don't you send us some bits and pieces? Get in touch with us so we can organise to get you on the show yourself, and let's just get that conversation rolling. While Mike was in Alice Springs a couple of weeks ago, he was looking at the Wall of Fame and the pictures and stories of those industry pioneers who they are and what they've achieved both inside and outside of the industry. He also had the opportunity to chat informally with a lot of drivers, young and old, and he became aware that there are thousands of truly fascinating trucking stories out there that need to be heard. You heard some of them in last week's Alice Springs edition of Taking It to the Streets. Now, we'd love to hear more of these great stories, so please get in touch with us so we can share yours in upcoming episodes. We know our listeners want to hear them too. While we're on the subject, if you or anyone you know were involved with the legendary Razorback blockade back in the 70s, please contact us as we're looking to build a companion edition to the audiobook of Razorback, The Real Story, that we're currently recording. For those on the edge of their seats waiting for the audiobook, we're not too far off finished, so we'll keep you up to date and let you know an ETA of when it will become available. That's something to talk about, something to think about. Stay safe out there, we'll see you on the road. Gotcha go. You gotta love that big brekkie at the roadhouse. Oh, you're not wrong, it's a great feed. Hey, was that Davo's truck that came in spluttering and coughing like an old tractor? Yeah, mate, I think it's about time we upgraded the old girl. Yeah, roger that. Though it's a bit of a nightmare shopping for a new rig. Doesn't have to be, mate. Found this place called Only Trucks. An online one-stop shop for buying and selling trucks. All the best makes and models. It's associated with Credit One. Organise the finance for you. You can deal with the sellers direct through the website. Cut out the middleman. Save time and money. Sounds like the way to go. Where do I find them? Too easy, mate. Go to onlytrucks.com.au and it's all laid out there for you. You should send Davo a text and tell him to go to Only Trucks and get a new rig. Might just buy you a beer or three. Davo? He wouldn't shout if he was bit by a shark, mate. (laughs) Upgrading your truck has never been so easy. Go to onlytrucks.com.au For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au Hey Mike, so no longer a jet-setting radio star, mate. Back to being a truckie, eh? Back to being a truckie, mate. Sitting behind the wheel of the big 9-0 at the moment on the side of the road at Bell Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Watching the world go by, mate. I'm assuming you're being recognised everywhere you go, though. Everyone's going, hey, is that... Oh, mate. Yeah, look, beating them back with a stick. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> hey, listen, mate. I need your opinion on something. Do you think I'm a bogan? A bogan? Yeah. No, I wouldn't have thought you were a bogan. No. I wouldn't have thought so either, but someone called me one the other day. Anyway. <laughs> I decided I'd better have a look at what the definition of a bogan is to see whether I fit the category or not. We love to have a laugh at and make fun of what we call bogans. Right. So I've put together a little checklist to find out if you're a bogan. So here we go. You're a bogan if you ever cut the grass and found a car. (laughs) You're a bogan if you think the stock market has a fence around it. You're a bogan if your boat or caravan hasn't left the driveway in five years. 
Right. You're a bogan if you have the classifieds in one hand and a highlighter in the other. You're a bogan if there are more than seven McDonald's wrappers in your car. You're a bogan if you've taken out a loan to pay for your tattoo. You know you're a bogan if you think the French Riviera is a fancy foreign car. You're a bogan if you know the name of every driver at Bathurst, so I've just put my hand up. <laughs> you're a bogan! You're a bogan if you think Holden versus Ford is equivalent to good versus evil. Mm. You're a bogan if your hero is a bloke called Jack Daniels. <laughs> you know you're a bogan if your senior year at school was third grade. Right. And you absolutely know you're a bogan if you're too drunk to go fishing. <laughs> How'd you score, mate? <laughs> I'm a bargain, dude. <laughs> I'm a bargain. Yeah, well, apparently I am too. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will have had their hands up there as well. There you go. Oh, dear, oh dear. That's scary, that is, mate. Isn't it? Unbelievable. All right, mate. First up this week, there's a rise in the number of road train combinations using trailers they shouldn't be, according to the NHVR. Yeah, well, that's what happens, mate. That's outlaw trucking for you. Just use whatever gear you've got. Just hook it up and worry about it later. Yeah. I thought that's what they did in Western Australia. Anyway, just go out in the yard and say, well, look, that to that to that to that to that. Yeah. And we'll tow it up the road and no one will care. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they do in Western Australia. Yeah. On the East Coast, mate, they've got, they've got rules, apparently. I've heard that. Well, one of them is that the trailers are supposed to be properly rated. Yeah. So anyway, look, it's a great little story. There is a lovely little link there to take you to tell you what the road train requirements are for trailers. Mm. And you can go to bigrigs.com.au and find the story and you can scroll down to the link and have a look and see what you're supposed to have in your road train trailers. So I do know that lead trailers are supposed to have something to look the back trailer to. Yeah, so, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? And you sort of think to yourself, well, maybe if it's got that, it's probably rated to be a road train trailer. I could be wrong. Yeah, well... but. Yeah. I always thought if you could link it together with duct tape and... A <laughs> couple of bungee straps and a buddy cable tie, mate, she'll be right. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time it's been done either. No. Mate, in a win for the Queensland Trucking Association, who've been lobbying the government for months, it's been announced that the Sunshine State now has an official apprenticeship path for would-be truck drivers. Yeah. Mate, I'm a bit torn about this story, right? Hmm. And I'll tell you why. I mean, it's a great thing that we're finally getting some recognition of the fact that we need training and we need pathways to having more professional operators on the road. Now, I've got no problem with that. You know, well done to the QTA and Gary Mann and everyone else that was involved to sort of come up with this Jobs Ready program. Mm. The cynic in me, though, says, is this just another way for some transport operators to sort of milk some money out of somewhere so they don't have to pay their drivers as much? They still want to get the work done. Mm. You know, there is really only one way to learn how to drive a truck, and that's sit in the seat and drive one. Yep. God knows you can't get anywhere near a simulator. Mm. You know, and the only way to learn how to do trucking things is to actually go and do them and be supervised by guys that have already got experience doing them. They're talking about TAFE courses and things like that, TAFE places and funding for workers in the road freight industry. The apprenticeship's going to attract funding subsidies under the user choice program to assist with training costs and things like that. To me, I applaud the idea of training. I really do. I don't know about the value of doing it at TAFE. I mean, you're going to have an experienced truck driver with years of experience behind the wheel teaching them at TAFE how to do it. Mm. What are you going to do at TAFE that you can't do in a transport yard? Yep. And, of course, then comes the whole retention thing. So what happens when they finish this training? and the job that they end up with doesn't meet expectations, 
Do they are they tied to the employer that helped them do it, or can they just take their very portable experience and give it to someone else that didn't pay for it? It's the old story, isn't it? It's the same old story, mate. Hmm. It's a revolving door. The names have changed, but the game remains the same. Yep. And I've seen this sort of thing happen before. Some of the big companies, K&S is a notable example, went out of their way to train drivers mm. and didn't keep hardly any of them simply because the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Yep. We've got to solve a few of the other problems before we start solving these ones. bit torn on the story, mate. Happy for it. Congratulations, QTA but a little bit torn, go to bigrigs.com.au and read the story. Absolutely. I remember when I got my boat licence, a bloke that was sitting beside me in the licensing thing. Yeah. He ended up nearly sinking one of the barges that goes across to the islands here by ramming the thing. Okay. Plenty of experience sitting in a room behind a desk. Yep. But when it came to driving his boat, that's what he did. Yep. Same old. That's the way it goes. Yeah. The custodians of the busy tar cutter changeover yards have been searching for answers following three runaway truck-trailer combinations at the site. Yeah, mate. Well, this is the tar cutter truck demolition derby yard, right? <laughs> okay. That's what's going on there. Yeah. And it's been more than three. Yep. If what you see on Facebook is any indication, mate, it might be three a night. Yeah. They've put this sign up there, and of course, social media's been merciless editing it, you know, like we've added things above. Uh, there's a picture of the of the sign there on the Big Rig story. Mm. Uh, drivers immobilise your vehicle and apply the park brake. I think it's an absolute sick joke that you've got to have a sign like that in the front of a trailer exchange area anyway. Yeah. Now... The issue is they're saying that there's a 5% grade there which allows the trucks to run away, and that's part of it for sure. But surely anyone who's competent, anyone who's doing changeovers, if you can't hook up and bloody unhook a prime mover and trailer combination mm. and be safe doing it, you've really got to question whether they should be driving the damn truck at all. Yeah. These people have been trained, apparently. Mm. The council has requested assistance from the state mutual, New South Wales government, self-insurance, mutual, and all that other stuff. 6000 bucks that sign cost. I'm speechless. And there's a great video there, and they've blanked out the name on the side of the truck that sort of rolls away as the driver jumps off it and it smashes into the muddy cement barrier. Yeah. They're very special people, those people. That's all I can say. Yeah. That video shows just how special they are. <laughs> Uh, something like that's right up there with please wash your hands in the public restroom, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable. It is. Mike, from the latest HVNL roundtable... <laughs> from the latest HVNL roundtable comes two major driver-related reforms concerning more flexibility for fatigue management and new fitness to drive requirements. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, look. I wonder if they asked Sir Lancelot what he thought about that. <laughs> Am I sensing this cynicism's come out again, is it? Oh, mate, seriously. I shake my head with this stuff. I really do. Mm. The Konofsky report has finally been released. Now, remember we had a talk about this the other week. We were talking about the mythical Konofsky report. Yep. Well, now you can have a read of it. And I haven't had a read yet, to be honest. There is a lovely photo there of Ken Konofsky. He's a very interesting-looking man. I, I wonder how many miles he's actually done himself. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. I might be surprised and discover he's probably done a few, but he doesn't look like he has. Mm. I mean, who knows? What does a truck driver look like, really? Well, indeed, mate. Most people would confuse you for a catwalk model. So I'm a supermodel, mate. <laughs> what was that? If I had more hair... Was that supermodel or supersized model? <laughs> <laughs> supersized, I am. 
I'm supersized in every way, mate. <laughs> if I had more hair, yeah. who was that guy that had the hair? The model with the hair, what do they call him? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, don't hate me just because I'm beautiful. That's oh, right. What was his name? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, moving on. Yep. I've had a bit of a read through this article, and it gets quite complicated. There are a lot of points in it, and, and I find it hard to really sort of argue the point with any of it. It makes a lot of sense if you read it. Hmm. But there's a lot of holes in it as well and a lot of grey areas. And you know I don't have a cynical bone in my body, right? No, not one. No, <laughs> not, no. not one. And I just sort of look through it and I just see areas where people would just look at that, shake their head, have a bit of a laugh and say, oh, yeah, I can get around that. <laughs> not a problem. Mm. You know, the Australian Fitness to Drive guidelines should be upgraded to include risk-based screening tests for diabetes, sleep apnea and cardiovascular issues. We already do test for all those things. Yeah. If you're a diabetic, there's a test that has to be done. It's called HB1AC, which is the three-month average of your blood sugar levels. If it's over nine, you don't get to drive. Mm. If you've got sleep apnea and it's untreated or you won't have treatment for it, you don't get to drive. Yep. If your cardiologist won't sign off on you, you don't get to drive. So what the hell are they talking about with this? I don't understand. There's, there's this much stuff in here. It's, the, it's just duplication of stuff that we already do. We're going to improve PBS. Look, it's an involved story. Go to bigrigs.com.au. Have a look. Read the points for yourself. They want to tighten a lot of things up. It's only a proposal at the moment. It's something to talk about. Sweeping new changes pr proposed for the national law overhaul. What people don't understand is the NTC are really going to have to sign off on all this. The NHBR, even though they're going to have to enforce it all when it's done, They've got no power to make any of it happen. Yeah. It's a very, very, very confused animal transport law in Australia. I just look at this stuff. I read through it and I go, well, that's nice. Lovely. Mm. We need a round table and a committee to work all that shit out. Count a lot. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> Count a lot. There are plans to prioritise freight movement over passenger vehicles in some instances and the possible introduction of distance-based road user charging in the New South Wales Future Transport Strategy released earlier this week. But once again, rest areas have been left out of the equation. I know you've got a few thoughts on this one, Mike. I'll tell you what, Warren Clark and Nat Road are cheering this crap on. Mm. Does anyone remember what happened on April the 2nd, 1979? Yeah. I'm sure you know a bit about it, Andy. Oh, just a little bit, yeah. Right, eh? Yeah. So what happened on April the 2nd, 1979, mate? Well, there was a bit of a kerfuffle on the top of a Razorback from memory. There was. <laughs> to put it mildly. Well, yeah, and all other parts of Australia. That's right. Yeah, there was a moderate little bit of pissed-off behaviour going on from owner-drivers. About road tax from memory, wasn't About it? About road tax. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that distance-based charges for road use? Well, it arose by any name, yep. I cannot believe that this bullshit is getting any oxygen at all. This, this is a brain fart that should be snuffed out right now. We need some Clean 20 to sort this out, let me tell you. Mm. Warren Clark needs a smack in the back of the ear. If you go to Nat Road and have a look at their website and have a look at who they're supposed to represent, they're supposed to be representing grassroots trucking businesses. That's what they say in their little blurb. Yep. Well, Warren, you need to go and ask your grassroots truck businesses what they think about the idea of paying road tax is mm. and let them tell you. And for God's sake, listen to them. We've got that many taxes and charges and things like that now. The bloody fuel rebate is coming back, but the excise is coming back. Yep. 
So we pay excise on the fuel that we burn while we're on the road. Mm -hmm. That's a tax for how much fuel we burn. Mm -hmm. Now you want to pay a road user charge for how much bloody road we drive on as well. We pay tolls. We pay all of these things. And Warren, you're standing there, buddy, saying that this is a great idea. Mate, seriously, drives me crazy. Mm. They're talking about enabling micro hubs for last mile deliveries. Where are you going to put the bastards, Warren? I can't believe that they champion some of this stuff. They're talking about rest areas not being considered. We know where the rest areas need to be, mm. and there is going to be some consideration of rest areas in the very near future. Mark my words. But there are places where freight hubs in all the capital cities there are no rest areas, Warren. There's nothing at Botany. I can't have a rest in Botany because I'm driving a DG truck and the Port Authority won't let me park in a safe place in the port. Yep. You can in Perth, you can't in Botany. Mm. I mean, Warren needs to focus on a few of these things to get some reality about his business. I honestly think someone lines Warren up, feeds him the information, says, there you go, mate, you go and talk about that, you're all good. Because if anyone can see that this is not working, and I'm using that statement on purpose because Warren said having a network of adequate well-designed rest areas for heavy vehicles and strategic locations is a fundamental building block for safer and more efficient road transport. It's a no-brainer. Well, Warren, I can put pins in maps in capital cities all over Australia that we need rest areas. How about you talk about that? Go and have a talk to your constituents, Warren. You're way off the mark, mate. You've lost the plot. I'm going to have a Bex and a lie down now, buddy. I need it. I think that might be the plan. That was a full-on Twitter minute with Mick there. That was just... Yeah, about five of the best. Yeah. Well, let's settle you down a bit with a thought for the week. Okay, hit me. A smart man makes a mistake, learns from it, and never makes that mistake again. Right. But a wise man finds a smart man, learns from him how to avoid making the mistake in the first place. (laughs) Are you listening, Warren? That's for you. (laughs) Cheers, Big Ears. See you, buddy. On the Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. G'day, everyone. This is Tom Curtin, and you're listening to On the Road with Mike and Andy. Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together. And when they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better. We just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, G'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you, really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Take care of yourselves. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well. Time for That's What You Think. Some say they're a couple of grumpy old men. We just know them as Mike and Andy. Wake me when the show starts. It's already been on a while. Wake me when it's over. I've had a few phone calls from listeners this week about various things. 
First off, I'd like to apologise to everyone who were expecting to see Show 104 on iTunes. I don't really know what happens there sometimes in the background. There must have been a bit of an issue with the so-called RSS feed. As Andy said, I probably forgot to feed the RSS, and that's always a bit of an issue. Sorted that out, so on the one week, there's an issue with an uploading of the file. I'm away for the weekend driving a truck in a place where there's bugger all phone access or phone service and no internet on the phone, etc, etc. So apologise to all the listeners for that. You've been delayed in having your on-the-road fix. I know for some of you that's an issue. Thanks very much to those listeners who sent me text messages and emails to point out there was an issue. All right, so on to other things to talk about. I had a phone call from a listener in Western Australia. And we've been talking on and off about racism in the industry. Now, I've called it out before. I joined forces with Amar Singh to have Harmony Day, talk about the issues within the industry. Now, we all know that there are drivers from every part of the world working in our industry. Some are better than others, and some are a pain in the ass, and some cause us more problems than they're worth. But it's not limited to one group. It's everyone. In fact, as an employer, I found out sometimes it was very, very, very difficult just to get that one bloke who could do most things without causing me grief. Now, irrespective of what anyone thinks about different groups of drivers, ethnicity of drivers, please, let's grow up and be a little bit mature about all this. The important thing is that they can actually drive a truck. If they can't do that, I don't care where they're from, what colour they are, who they are, what their name is. If you can't drive a damn thing, then do you blame the man? Do you play the man or do you play the bloody system? The thing about it is, is our employers are out there and they are only interested in one thing, getting bums on seats. Drivers have always been regarded as expendable assets. We all know that that's true. That is one of the things that have got to change. More on that in a minute. But simply put, do you blame a bloke for going out there and trying to earn a living and put a roof over his family's head and trying to put a feed on the table? I don't. The problem with it is, is we've got small-minded individuals who think it's fun to point finger at Raj and say, it's all your fault. Or Beefy John, it's all your fault. You all know what I'm talking about. There's a bloody Facebook page called Oswald Spotto, and it's absolutely toxic. I've had a look at the page. It is a disgrace. I wonder if people that are on that page would talk like they do in front of their families, in front of their mothers. Grow up. We need to be a little bit more tolerant and perhaps a little bit more caring about the attitude of others. It makes me sick. And if you're one of these people that indulges this sort of bullshit, please unfollow my show. I don't want you listening to me. Although perhaps you're one of the people that really should share some reasonable information with people. I don't indulge the bullshit and I'm sick of it. We've got to do something about stopping it as an industry. It's just beyond the pale, some of it. Right, eh? on to the third one. So we've got three this week, something to talk about. We had the round table happen earlier in the week and there were a group of, I don't know, what would you call them, lobbyists, for the want of a better description, sitting with the Transport Minister and a few others, talking about the problems within the industry. I don't know about any of you, but I think that the most of the people who were sitting there are the ones that have created the problems to begin with. The very people that abuse drivers and take advantage of them are the ones that are sitting there at the table. Now, I don't know if it's a good idea to be asking people who created the problems about ways to solve the problems. 
How about paying drivers what they're worth? How about treating them reasonably? How about doing the right thing? How about being fair? My experience of companies that treat their drivers fairly, pay them properly and give them good gear to run, they're not the ones with driver retention or recruitment issues. Simple as that. I don't know, the people who weren't there weren't represented, in my opinion, with the drivers. We've got a point of view. We've got things to say. And as long as people like the ATA and others, and I'm just saying the ATA, but there are others as well, you know, people like Warren Clark, for example, these are all the people who have stood up in the Fair Work Commission and said what drivers want is unfair. It's unreasonable. We shouldn't pay them. Even the TWU, to a certain extent, has had issues with what long-distance drivers want. Point out a problem sometimes and they say, oh, it's a grey area. Well, it's your responsibility to turn grey areas into black and white areas. Are we entitled to a fair day's pay? Yes. Are we entitled to be paid for the hours we're at work? Yes, we are. Are we entitled to be treated like human beings when we're at work? Absolutely yes. Why can these things not happen? Why is it such an issue? Now, anyone that goes to these talk fests and... To be blunt, that's what a lot of drivers think they are, just talk fests, and doesn't say these things, isn't saying anything about what drivers want. It has to change. If you want to recruit drivers, if you want to keep drivers, treat them reasonably, pay them properly, give them good gear to work, and they'll be fine. You won't have an issue. You're not taking into consideration how much it costs to turn over drivers, how much it costs to retrain people, how much it costs in lost time and just sheer frustration. I've said it before a hundred times. I'm a broken record on the subject. It really does give me the shits to listen to this stuff over and over again. It's always the same people, always the same bloody issues, always the same thing coming out of the ATA at the mouths of people like Warren Clark till they decide that it's actually an issue and perhaps we need to do something about it to benefit us. It's about time people realise that we're not getting any younger and then, of course, we get all the problems we've got with the import drivers as if that's going to solve anything. Import drivers won't solve anything. And if you have a look at the numbers of people that are registered or licensed to drive trucks in this country, and then have a look at the number of drivers that are actually employed, and have a look at the turnover numbers, I think you'll find it's not a shortage of drivers that's the issue. Imported drivers are not the silver bullet. The silver bullet is to solve the issues of the drivers who aren't driving. We'll see you on the road. Taking us out from the show this week is Riley Catherall, an Aussie singer-songwriter who knows who he is and what he wants to say. Here's Riley with his brand new single, Bark at the Moon.
was a light show Is it okay if I see you with the sun around Is there at six in the autumn low If it hasn't burned down by now That's the show for another week. Thanks for coming along for the ride. On the Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. And Queensland Rail, committed to improving safety through engineering, innovation and education. For more information, go to www.qr.com.au. Be sure to join us again next week when Mike says... I'm going to have a share. Andy says, well, that's not before time. And our guest says, that's fantastic. Until then, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. Bye-bye. The team here at On The Road believe in the right to free speech and whilst we might not always be in agreement with the views of our guests and contributors, we support their right to hold and express those opinions. Day breaks on the pavement. I haven't changed enough. I'm a broke down believer on the platform beneath her, counting down the departure times. Hey, you with the Samsonite down on the tracks.